The UDR cast is not affiliated and does not represent any 12-step fellowship. I, Bill Ward, the host of the UDR cast, will be sharing my experience and my journey of recovery. That does include, but is not limited to, the literature contained in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Our guests will be sharing their own path to recovery and what has worked for them. The UDR cast encourages and supports all paths to recovery. Welcome everybody to the UDR cast. UDR stands for Uncover, Discover and Recover. My name is Bill Ward and I'm coming to you from the recovery capital of Canada, Calgary, Alberta. Here we are going to discuss everything recovery, different perspectives, different experiences, both with the people I know and with others from around the world. If you resonate with anything you've heard on this episode today, we ask that you share it with anyone who you think may benefit from it. If you have any questions or comments, please find us at billward.life and send us a message in the info section. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. If you are interested in more recovery content, you can find the buttons for the YouTube channel and other social media outlets on the homepage, and you will be redirected to those platforms. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time. These things that happened to me in early recovery just couldn't be coincidental. Like I shared here recently of how I was so mad at my wife, my ex-wife at the time when I first came into recovery. Then I prayed for her and I did not want to. But the two pillars that I had leaned on both told me to and I was really pissed off that they told me the same thing. And then a day later, I was not resentful at her anymore. And I was like, whoa. How does that even happen? Because I don't not resent people. And, you know, there's just so many early moments of these God shots. And I don't even think I was spiritual. But, you know, fast forward, you know, I did want to change. And I did want a different life. And uh, I really love what Mike said about going at it in spiritual matters alone is dangerous. So what it talks about on that page 60 in the 12 and 12. And then Mike talked about like everything is a spiritual matter. And you really everything is a spiritual matter. Like in the how it works, it talks about we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And that's really important, that line. And, you know, Chrissy talked about raising her eyes to perfection. And she made my brain explode today. She made like a, just another piece of this program just exploded for me today. And I love step seven. And she talked about, you know, all these people talking about perfection, perfe- perfection, perfection. And she's like, kind of never mind, never mind. Love is perfection. That's what it's actually talking about in step seven. They're talking about raising our eyes to perfection. Trying to live with the highest level of love. Knowing that we're not always going to get there because I'm human and I'm built with some shortcomings. Which is a huge difference than the defects of character that I start this spiritual journey with. 
as I reluctantly come to grips with these serious character flaws. Like most of us starting this journey, me included, I reluctantly come to grips with these serious character flaws. These flaws that made a problem drinker of me in the first place. And maybe it's not the drinking problem thinker. Because it is the character defects that actually make a problem thinker of me in the first place. And when I have a problem of thinking, I need to, to be drinking or drugging or porning or gambling or fucking angering or judging or... So it doesn't really matter what the substance is, right? The substance is anything. If I'm living in a spiritual malady and I am blocking myself out with God, then there's a bit of a problem for me. And the goal, honestly, to me is, is like when we draw near to him, he disclosed himself to us. Well, what does drawing near to God mean? It doesn't necessarily mean just go pray and meditate and go find God. It means draw near to your own truth within your heart look at the the issues within yourself expose those things that are blocking you from the truth of who you are from God draw near to yourself draw near to the creator inside of you to the unsuspected inner resource and when it talks about inner resource at the back of the big book it's like I have an inner re source of this greater power out here i have a small version of it right here but it's equal to this big version out here i just have a resource of it and i can draw nearer to it i need and want god i need and wanted god and i could feel him always a lot but he's quickly blotted out by worldly clamors most of those within myself. And when we talk about worldly in the big book, worldly means non-spiritual. Non-spiritual clamors mostly within myself that block me from God. And the thing about this journey is I've found through my own sponsorship, through my own recovery. If I'm not relying on other people to call me on my shit, I can't see my own shit. And I will wallow in my own shit. I will pervert and misuse my God-given instincts. Then twist the fucking fabric of reality to suit my actions or my inaction in my own life. And believe my own shit because my ego is so fucking powerful. Excuse my language. My ego is totally powerful, man. And what I see in a lot of people's early recovery is they attach their ego to the idea of God. And that's okay. Yeah, that can get you through. But it won't get you, won't keep you that way. It won't keep you sober. Won't give you a good life either. If the ego is attaching its, itself to the idea of God, to the concept of God, and you don't learn how to turn it over and you don't go towards God and seek God within yourself, there's going to be a lot of pain in your life. And ultimately, you'll probably drink again. So as we move on in this program, in this life, we need more God. Like real God. And I'll finish with this. In the step three, it talks about upon this concept. This concept. A concept is only an idea. 
on this concept. It was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch with the pass through to freedom. Well, if it's only a concept, then it's just an idea. And if it's just an idea, then that's all it is. But then later in that step three, it says, when we sincerely took such a position, sincerely, honestly, earnestly, truthfully taking the position that I now work for God and I'm going to turn it over. But I think a lot of people miss the boat on really turning it over because they go by what they think step 10 is, is on the board in the rooms. And step 10 on the boards in the room says we take personal inventory and promptly admitted when we were wrong. What people misconstrue out of what it says on the board is you can't take personal inventory on your own fucked up mind with your own fucked up mind without doing inventory and without talking to other pillars because it's dangerous to go at this in spiritual matters alone. So we have the actual step 10 process in step 10 in the big book that I heard someone talk about tonight where it says we continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. I got to continue to watch for the things that actually cause me anxiety, fear, depression, resentment, uh, pride. And I watch for these things and I ask God to remove them at once. If I'm not doing that, I'm not following the process and I will take a long time to get what I'm looking for and I may never get it. And then it says we talk to somebody immediately. That talking to somebody immediately is the gold. It's the gold. And ask anyone on this screen who has good recovery if they, they'll tell you that they called somebody through their step 10 process and they still do it. And I still do it. And then it says we make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. And that if is a big if. But on the board, it's like we promptly admit that we're wrong. And then most people just go and make amends because they're admitting that they're wrong. But they're actually self-willing that principle and they're misconstruing what it actually is because now they're making the amends on self. It's a selfish motive out of their own guilt. That's not what we're doing. Like Jason shared earlier, there's no humility in that. Absolving yourself of the guilt in that is not... That's not the kind of humility that actually gets you to grow in a spiritual way. Just gets you to move on, shovel it under the, the carpet and get on with doing it again somewhere down the road. And then I think the, the, one of the key pieces to that step 10 is we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. And I've said it on the meeting here recently, right? Because I look up a lot of these words and resolutely actually means in an admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering manner, I pray for somebody else. In an admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering manner, I pray for somebody else. I ask for God for everything that I want for me for them. And I don't do it for five seconds because my ego can easily rationalize a five-second prayer. Let's try 30, 40, 50. Let's try a minute or two. Then it hits that subconscious and you actually care for that person you pray for. So I think early spirituality can be summed up, at least for me, with not understanding step six and step ten. 
running my life, getting God shots, God knows what I wanted, learning through the pain, turning more to God through the more belief in God, and then understanding step 10. And I heard Alex talk about you can't really have the step 10 without step 11. And in the reading that was read by Shanda, it says we, crew, we need more action, which is the next step, which is step 11. Without step 10 being practiced, step 11 fucking is nothing. You need step 11 to be cleared the channel, and that's what step 10 does. And if the channel isn't clear for step 11, step 11 doesn't really grow you much. And then if step 10 and 11 aren't growing, you won't want to be of service. And I mean service where you're not being paid. I mean service where there's no validation. I mean service where your life is based in service to other people without anybody really knowing. Right? Not being paid. Fucking not getting a pat on the back. No validation. Right? Like Mike said, we work out our solution on the spiritual and altruistic plane. That is it. All those spiritual disciplines I just described and getting to altruistic plane. That's where the gifts are. Anyway, thanks for asking me to share. I think I only swore like a few times, so give me a break. You did pretty good. You did pretty good. Awesome, Bill. Great stuff. Uh, how about Richard? Let me ask you to share, my friend. Thank you for tuning in to the UDR cast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. The viewpoints and the opinions expressed today were solely of the individual sharing them. If you resonated with this episode, please follow us and share this link with anyone that may benefit from it. Please visit us at billward.life to see everything that we have going on. We can recover one person, one family, one community at a time.